It's always amazing, isn't it? Songs that remind you of times gone by. So I remember being 16, I was doing music GCSE, and a friend of mine was playing the piano, and I ended up singing that song in the wrong key, and therefore always screeched the top parts of it. There we go. There's Hazard and Richard Marks here on Radio Bath. Richard Bovesen here until 12 o'clock today. Uh, today, I've got Jay Selaney, I say coming in, he's coming in via Zoom, and we're going to be talking all about poetry. If you have any questions about poetry, or you even want to have one of your own poems read out on the radio, then email in at studio radiobath.com, or you can text Bath, followed by your message to 80011. But Jace is going to be coming up very, very soon. Love a bit of Rita Aura. There's how we do in brackets party. Never really understood why, but there we go. So today on A Story to Tell, we have Jay Selaney, who's a poet. I can't believe I've written this down, and he does know it. And we will be finding out what it's like to be a poet and even hear a few poems of his own here on Radio Bath. Welcome to Radio Bath, Jace. How are you? I'm grand, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah, very well. Just discussing. I, I had quite a, a physical night last night of dancing and playing football. And uh, yeah, my body, I, I turn 50 next year. I've just had my 49th birthday. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's starting to tell me that at some point I might need to start slowing down. But uh, not just yet. Yeah. I understand that. I'm 49 next year too. And I kind of slowed down about 20 years ago. So I think I'll be all right. <laughs> Did you really? So tell us about yourself, Jace. You're a poet. And I know it. Apparently <laughs> so. Yes. Well, who would have guessed? Yeah, I, um, I'm i a poet. I've, I've released a book recently of a collection of some of my poems. Okay. And um, yeah, I never thought I'd be a poet. You know, I, never, I was never into poetry at school. I don't really know that many poets, but I have always been into music. Okay. So the lyrics of a song is a poem. It so is. It's music. So... The sort of musicians are my poets, really. You know, that's and that's the sort of inspiration I get from from songs, from um, from beautiful songs, storytelling people. You know, like Bruce Springsteen or Dylan's your obvious one. Um, and yeah, I kind of got my inspiration from writing things down from from them. Amazing. Now you mentioned about your book. Where is your book available? What's it called? Let's get that out there early. Sure, it's called From Darkness to Light. Um, it's available on Amazon um just amazon at the moment um a little known bookstore of course but you can get it there on kindle and also uh paperback at the moment and it's yeah it's just a collection of, of different sort of poems i've never been really good at handling my emotions okay you know, talking about my emotions um and dealing with things like that so this to me is kind of self um therapy really i i can write them down and i can even make them rhyme um and that's kind of like a uh, a sort of self therapy for me and people seem to like them so yeah. over the years i've um I, I used to write them for charity for people to donate to, to dorothy house and i would do them a poem so that could be for anything a funny poem a sad poem you know anything really valentine's um i did that for a while i'm a featured poet on a site called poetry for mental health okay um it was run by a, a very clever gentleman called robin barrett who um then published this book for me god bless him on amazon Aww. and so how many poems short... how many poems are in this book then there's about 51 poems in this book so there's quite a few and it, it there's there's um it covers various things there's lots of loved ones in there sad ones grief um there's ones about anxiety so a bit, bit strange sort of um 
subjects really to, to write poetry about, you would think. But for me, it, it sort of helped deal with things like certain mental health issues like anxiety or dealing with grief. The biggest thing we'll ever deal with in life is loss. Yeah. And um, for me to deal with things like that, I tried to write it down and it sort of helped me strangely. So you've kind of used it as a therapy to some degree then, I'm guessing. Very much so. Very much so. And I think uh, people t- seem to like them. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's because I'm a, I'm a great poet or anything like that. I just think they're very relatable. Okay. It's that connection moment, isn't it? So yeah, I'm yeah. a dance teacher normally as well as being on the radio. And I, yeah. when I train the new dance teachers up, which I have the pleasure of doing as well, we talk all about connection to the class that you're teaching. And if you're just yeah. teaching over the top of them, then nobody's going to like you. But if you have that connection to them, then they yeah. connect with you. And I'm guessing that's what's happening with your poems. I think so, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess lots of different messages from, from all around the world now at the moment, because since the book's been out saying, you know, I can really relate to that. Thank you very much, because I could never do what you've done. But saying that, I could probably not sit here. I would never have thought I'd be sitting here having a conversation with a demigod like yourself on the radio <laughs> talking about my poetry book, you know. Um, but here we are, strangely. Mm-hmm. So whereabouts are you based, Jace? I live in Trowbridge. Lovely. So not Tro- far away from... Trovegas, as we commonly Tro-Vegas. know it. The very same, yeah. I, I work from home. Um, so, yeah, I'm not just down the road, really. I grew up in Melksham, which is just up down of, yeah. further down the road. So I'm, I'm very local. So you mentioned about songwriters influencing, like, Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. Um, who else yeah. has kind of influenced you over the years, then? So, well, strangely enough, um, Peter Gabriel. I love Peter Gabriel, who's got a, a studio in, in Bath. I don't know if he lives there or not. Um, I don't know. I but, must get him in. Well, absolutely, yeah. And if he's listening to this, Peter, I'm your man if you want any help. But that aside, we'll talk about that later on. He's got the studio in Bath, the real world studio. But his songs I can certainly resonate to, you know. Um, and Kate Bush, sort of storytellers. I can certainly relate to those. And a lot of their songs are quite sad. And um, my, my, my wife will tell you that, you know, I, I love sad songs. But I think it's purely because I can resonate to them. There's, there's a story there. And uh, I really like that sort of music because it touches you, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of rap. I, I can kind of appreciate it and all of that. The only person I think yeah. is really good in that aspect is Eminem. Now, we can't play yeah. too many Eminem songs because needless to <laughs> say, it's just a little bit of swearing that goes on in most of his songs. But again, yeah. he tells a story throughout mm. his songs, which I, I just think is a fantastic thing. Um, so Br- yeah. Springsteen, Pr- Peter Gabriel, Kate Bush, these are all amazing artists and amazing lyricists. They are, and that's what I sort of, that's what I mean, like, I probably couldn't tell you too many poets because it's not something I did at school um, or was ever interested in. But music, always love music, and you listen to the song, don't you? If you? They do say if you're happy, you listen to the music. But if you're a little bit sad... Um, you listen to the lyrics, don't you? And, you? and you resonate with those and you can identify with them and you'll listen to that song again. Yeah. And again and again because you can relate to it or it's a memory, it's a snapshot of time in your head. It's an old girlfriend, an old boyfriend, or a holiday, a relative. And yeah, and people just seem to like, just like you say, connect. This is yeah. me dancing on the paper. <laughs> now, I, I always go back to a Beatles track. We're, we're going very 2000s and all of our all of our connections here. Um, a Beatles track, I think, <laughs> is it Life in the Day, where they, they talk about, and again, that's a massive story, Life in a Day. And they talk about the fact that 
<coughs> they mentioned the fact that I can really turn you on. And it was the first time anything like that had been written in modern pop culture. Um, so that's kind of back in the 60s. They were driving lyrics on, really. Um, how do you <coughs> want your poems to be seen in the public world then? How do you want people to connect to them? Um, personally, me, if, if, if anybody reads a poem of mine and feels something, now, it, it doesn't have to be uh, they're crying because it's a sad one. Um, it could be a smile on their face or them remembering something that feels something. I think if you've read a good poem, and I'm no expert, don't get me wrong, you feel something when you read it. It touches you somewhere. It touches you on your soul, I would say. Yeah. You know, and it strokes your soul. It does something. And then um, that's what I would love people to, to get from it and perhaps help them too. You know, if, if you did read, it's, it's quite raw. So a lot of the poems in there are quite raw. So it's, if I've lost um, a relative or something like that and I've written a poem about them, which I have done, and I think we're going to hear one soon, then um, yeah. it can be quite sad. And you, you and I could be reading it or writing it. And there could be a tear going down my face just writing it. And people can relate to that. They've lost a the grandmother or an uncle or a mother and father or whatever. Um, I'm reading the poem, bang, they're straight there. It's, it's, not, it's not about Jace at all. It's, it's them. Yeah. Just like a good song. Absolutely. Really. Well, we're going to hear four of your poems today. And as I mentioned yeah. in the first link, if anybody else has any poems they would like me to read out on the radio, I'm more than happy to do that. There is an outside chance, depending on how we get on, that I might even read out one of my poems as well. Might get you to analyse yes. it and see if it's any good. Just be kind. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, it's a pleasure. I, I've written a number of poems over the year, actually. And I was talking to uh, Gerard before, and he was like, how do you get your inspiration for it? And I was like, well, sometimes they just come. You don't even mm. think about it, and they're, they're kind of just there. Which um, So we're going to talk about the creative process. Uh, it's almost like I do a lot of live lounges. So I have bands in, and they do acoustic sets. And I kind of feel like this is a live lounge for poetry today, having four tracks, four different <laughs> tracks, which is... Yeah. Uh, which is lovely. So we're going to have a little break for some uh, music. In fact, you've chosen the next track, actually, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, sure. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear the first track. Oh, the first track. There we go. I'm still in live lounge <laughs> mode. The first poem from Jace, which I'm going to read out, um, which would be amazing. I can't wait to hear poetry on the radio on a Thursday morning. So what is this first track, Jace? It's, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I don't know if you can remember or not. Uh, the first track is Empty Chair, I believe. Oh, that, that's sorry. I'll rephrase that. We'll talk about your poetry in a minute. This is the music we're going to play now. So I'm going to, I'll link it, link it in for you. So Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Why are we playing this for you, Jace? Because my wife will love me even more than she already does. Oh, isn't that a good reason? Back with Jace <laughs> after this. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. There's a new one there from Ed Sheeran. That's American Towns. I'm here with Jace Delaney on a story to tell. He's a poet. And we're going to start off now with poem number one. Jace, tell us what poem number one is. It's Empty Chair, just to let you know which one it is. Tell us about it. It is, yeah. So Empty Chair, this is one of my favourite poems, really. Um, 
uh, my nan passed away a few years ago now and she used to sit in this chair all the time and of course when she's not there anymore the chair was empty and that was a, an inspiration to write this poem so it's very very personal to me um, but I'm sure that there's a lot of homes with empty chairs yeah absolutely so I've got the pleasure today of reading out these poems which I'll be honest with you I've done a lot of things in my life I'm probably more nervous about reading a poem out from the poet <laughs> watching me doing it than I have been for anything else in years but uh, there we go well give it a go so this is Empty Chair by Jace Delaney Empty Chair the house seems so much darker the grounds are, the sounds are somewhat grey the happiness of living left home with you that day the pictures still remind me that you were really there but all that I can see now is your favourite empty chair. My whole life I have known you, but now you've gone away. My memories are like movies, and my mind is where they play. Life carries on regardless, they say it gets easier to bear, but they haven't been to my house and seen your empty chair. I'm not sure I should move it, what if you're still here? I know your body is laid to rest, but is your soul and spirit near? I make sure that it's nice and clean, it eases my despair, to think that somehow you live on in your favourite empty chair. They say that time to healer, I'm not sure that it's true, but everywhere I go in life my thoughts return to you. My heart is always lonely, but I'm too lost to care. I'll carry on just sitting here in your once favourite empty chair. There you go. How was that, Jace? You oh. did that complete justice. Oh, yeah. you're very, very kind. It's, it's a beautiful poem, if I, if I can say so. I can actually, one of the things that um, all lyrics and all poetry kind of should do is create a picture in your mind, isn't it? And, exactly that. And, and I can see exactly where I am at that moment. I can mm -hmm. picture my nan and kind of going, I knew where she sat. So, uh, yeah, yeah, beautiful poem. Well Thank done, you. that man, he says. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so We have a future. <laughs> I think you'll do all right out of this. You never know. It's, <laughs> it's all good. So I was looking at some Spike Milligan poems and a variety of different poems in preparation for today. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's a, that is a beautiful poem. I mean, Spike Milligan's very different, um, but that is that is yeah. a beautiful poem. So, kind of, what's your creative process then for for writing your poetry? Um, so, what I'll do is, I'll, if if I want to write a poem, um, for, if I could have been requested it or I've got, got an inspiration from something, um, I would just take myself away from any noise, take myself away to a quiet room, um, and I would just sort of start narrating it on my phone. I don't jot anything down. I just do it on my phone, and I have to be in the mood to do it. If if I'm struggling to write a poem, I'll put the phone down and I won't do it. But it does tend to flow mm. with me if, if if I've got an idea about something, and the idea can come from anywhere. It could be a word, it can be a phrase. Um, but what I tend to do is I work backwards, really. So if if say empty chair, for example, um, on that one, then that was my inspiration, the empty chair itself. But from the, the title Empty Chair, I'll work backwards and I'll I'm try and sort of get that into the last verse or aim to that this is like the last line in that poem. Yeah. It's, it's quite the powerful line, I think. So I'll read that um, bit out again. So it says, I'll carry on just sitting here in your once favourite empty chair. Yeah. So I don't know if she's there or not, but I'm just going to sit there just in case she is. Yeah. You see? And that's the power in the poem. So, But from that, I worked backwards. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a very strange lad, and but that's what's kind of my process into doing it. I just need quiet to be left alone, and I'll just either it just writes itself onto my phone. I'll tweak it later on, um, if if need be, um, or um, I'll leave it and come back. At, you know, a later date. I don't force anything because it. I don't think they're any good if you're just forcing it or just picking silly words to rhyme with it, just to rhyme with it. It just has to flow. I think like a good song. 
Yeah, no, I'm going to let you into one of my little secrets that when I write poetry is that sometimes I do struggle. Most of my poems rhyme, okay? and I do struggle sometimes to think about rhyming words. Um, I'm more of a numbers person than a words person, strangely. Um, I, I use some internet websites that just like rhyming word websites, and I just type in the word, and then it brings up all of the different like hundreds of words that could possibly rhyme. I then still choose the words. So it's not like I'm yeah. completely, you know, kind of letting AI do it or anything like that. But um, but yeah, what's your no. thoughts on AI? Very quickly, AI and poetry. Well, um, it's it's like it's a tool that you can use. But um, I mean, poets don't. They, poetry doesn't have to rhyme, no. and it's just the way I do things, you know. And there's you know there's lots of sort of academic folk, and to which I'm not that kind of person. Um, that that would do poems completely different than me and probably think that chap's not a poet because he does this he does that it's just my interpretation of what comes into my head i put it down you know onto paper and, and people seem to like it but um yeah I, you know if, if it's a tool and it works for you if it helps you see this helps me get the emotions out i can't really express i'd be the first person that you know to give somebody advice if they're having trouble with whatever in life you know give advice but when it comes to about talking about me, ironically, which is exactly what we're doing here, um, I would always struggle, you yeah. see, with, with my emotions. So, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I do it. No, absolutely amazing. In that way. Well, we're going to have another little break for some music and some adverts. When we come back, it'll be poem two, which is a romantic poem. So we're uh -huh. looking forward to that one. Back with Jason <laughs> after this. There's Simply Red and Something Got Me Started. Rich Bovers on here until midday today. Story to tell. We've got Jace Selaney. It's all about poetry today. We've had one poem so far, Jace. How was it for you? I thought you did a great job, sir. Oh, you're Fantastic. very, very kind. Um, we're on to I'll poem two. <laughs> Audio book is coming your way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got poem two now. This is your romantic one. Tell us about this one. Yes, indeed. So they're not, they're not all sort of morose and sad kind of i can do romantic ones also i actually wrote this one for my wife just a few weeks ago oh. actually and i and i and i give it to her so there's a, quite a few poems in there sort of aimed at my wife but i'm sure other lovers could um could relate to it now i'll be honest with you i, I just had a little practice of reading it and i got to the end and even i had a little tear in my eye so uh, <laughs> so yeah i'll, I'll hopefully try and get through it we were chatting off air about yeah. the fact that um you know as i said before I, I write some poetry myself and if ever i'm reading anything out for my children or or my wife or anything like that if i try and read it myself i normally end up blubbing in tears um just the emotions get to yourself sometimes which i think is why i'm reading them out isn't it jace it's exactly that yeah so if the, what the, the empty chairs about my nan i i it it's very personal that one as is this one for my wife you know because um my wife's lovely and she's my, she's my rock you know okay. in a human form so she gets the she gets the nice ones do you want to give her a name check as well katie delaney i, I love you lots and if you're listening to this you should be working love so work harder <laughs> she might be listening to the podcast you never know <laughs> life off the stage if you want, if you have if you're catching it back right here we go <laughs> poem number two this is a romantic ode love is like a slow dance on a fast train love is like a kiss so loving it numbs the pain Love is like a smile you receive that feels like home. Love is like your hand being held when you feel so alone. 
Love is like a warm cuddle on a dark, cold night. Love is when you say sorry just to stop the fight. Love is when you hear their voice and it sounds like a song. Love is when you know it feels right that it just can't be wrong. Love is when your eyes meet and your heart will ignite. Love is a heavy emotion that makes life feel light. Love is amazing where all dreams come true. I wanted to say thank you for my love is you. Ah, that's lovely as well. It's very different to the last one as well. So the the last one had lots of stanzas in it. So explain the stanza very quickly for those that aren't aware. Well, um, I I pretty much just write as it is in my head. Yeah. So it's like I say, I'm not really an academic in that respect. I will just, um, that one was more like a song in my head. You know, so it's just, um, hence the love is, love is, love is. Just sort of like a big, massive sort of, song um but others like empty chair just like a four-line verse um kind of like a poet poem sorry just sort of a, a normal poem but i don't really have a structure in that respect it just comes out as it does yeah now i was i was inspired recently i went up to um my my eldest is at birmingham university doing creative writing and film and uh, part of theirs is also poetry and um on the open day we listened to a chap i have no idea what his name is but he he was a speaking (laughs) poet and he stood up and it was almost like a performance um yeah and it was almost like a rambling going on um and i wrote a poem in the same kind of vein of that afterwards and it was completely different to anything else i'd ever written before and what's interesting is your first poem kind of is the standard kind of four lines per verse almost per, per stanza this one was one long yeah. thing and they're completely different i love that it, it wasn't planned it's just just the way it is um you know it's not as if i'm doing it a certain way a, a, a poem for me could be four lines and it could be three pages it's just however it comes out um that's what i mean i don't like the writer's block sort of situation yeah. i don't really get writer's block in that respect because i'll write it down if it's there if it's not there i don't look for it i suppose the advantage of poetry is that you're not looking to do a hundred thousand words to write a novel it's much less yeah. exactly that and it, i don't have publishers on my back saying i need 16 poems by next week no so then it's the forcing things then so i mean these poems i've got loads of poems here my my, my wife's collected like three folders worth sort of up until now um i've got lots of poems but yeah i I don't um i don't like to force them i don't think they're very good then but that's just me that's just my opinion you know no i think that's a a, a very good thing now again i I mentioned about my my children being at university and having poetry modules how would you feel if somebody was analyzing your poems and like looking at it i would love it to be fair Um, i I really would because these uh, these are my sort of emotions these are my thoughts on on you know on paper on page and um I'm always I always say to people, you know, please please review what I write and not not for any other reason that I would love to know what you think. Um so yeah, excuse any sort of grammar or any structure sort of errors that I would ever make as far as a, a professional poet would do it, because this is just the way I do it. I'm not doing it to sort of please anyone. But as far as the content goes and I would love to know how people feel mm. when they read it. That's the bit that I like. Well, if anybody does have any feedback for Jace, as you hear, he would love it. So uh, yeah, yes. email in at studio at radiobath.com or you can text Bath followed by your message to 80011. Um, we're going to have another little break. Uh, when we come back, it's time for poem three or track three in our live lounge of poetry today. Um, we'll be talking more about that after this.
genuinely amazing track there don't give up peter gabriel and kate bush now we're going to talk over the end of it because we're going to do a couple of other little poems aren't we jace we are indeed sir poems from other people so this isn't jace and i'd love you know, love to know your thoughts on these so i'm not sure you've heard necessarily either of these poems before so the first one is invictus very famous poem by william ernest henley simon from the radio station's favorite poem so i'm going to read this but not before we hear the end of peter gabriel i love this bit Mm. beautiful song yeah amazing song fantastic lyrics as well or as should we say fantastic poetry in that track exactly that indeed exactly that right invictus then out of the night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole i thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstance i have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings of chance my head is bloody but unbowed beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid it matters not how straight the gate how charged with punishments the scroll i am the master of my fate i am the captain of my soul what's your thoughts on that jace my thoughts on that Coming from an amateur poet, that is written by a professional poet. <laughs> Why? That What's the difference? Proper, um, that's just more an educated one, I would say, than the, the mind. Mine's pure sort of emotional lyrics, I would say, rather than proper poetry. I would say that would be proper poetry. Okay. Now, I find it really interesting regarding poetry because, you know, you feel like the poem I've just written was done by a professional. Now, the art of being professional is that you get paid for what you do. Okay, so that's the official definition of being professional. You have a book yeah. on Amazon, okay, which is being <laughs> sold for money, <laughs> which makes that's you a professional true. poet. Yes, oh, in which case, yeah, it's just as good as mine then. Perfect. Now, I'm going to the other end. So that's all about <laughs> war and stuff. I'm going to the other end now, the yeah. wonderful Spike Milligan. Okay, so this is a slightly yeah. shorter poem. Okay, this one goes, Said Hamlet to Ophelia, I'll draw a sketch of thee. What kind of pencil shall I use to be or not to be? That's it. <laughs> well, that's, that's my kind of poem, to be fair. Spike Milligan, absolute genius. He was, wasn't very, he? Very intelligent man. Yeah. Very intelligent. And man. I love the fact that on his uh, tombstone, it has inscribed, I told you I was ill. <laughs> well, that says it all. It does, it? doesn't it? So, Brilliant uh, man. So, yeah, lots of poetry. As said before, if you want your poems read out, I'm more than happy to read them out. Um, message in studio at radiobath.com or you can text Bath, followed by your message to 80011. And anything could be done. This is Radio Bath. We're here until midday today. Today's all about poetry here on A Story to Tell. Got Jace Delaney on the line via Zoom. Very nice hat, by the way, Jace. Ah. <laughs> do, you, do you always wear a hat? Uh, quite often, yes. I'm, I'm quite the dapper chap, really. You are. Now you've got your button yeah. done up to the top. It's, uh, I'm, I'm feeling like a right mess, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> You're dressed up for radio. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I've got a face for radio, certainly. Uh, do you know what? I wouldn't say that. No, good looking. Joe. There you go. <laughs> anyway, moving on swiftly. It like, sounds like strange. Um, Bob Dylan. We mentioned mentioned him earlier. Yeah. Yes. Tell me your thoughts on Bob. Mr. Zimmerman. He's he's fantastic. I mean, he's he is the true sort of poet as far as songwriting poets go. He doesn't have a conventionally fantastic voice, but his lyrics outshine most people's. Hence, all of his songs being hits but not just him lots of different bands have covered his songs probably better than he would do I mean, i'm sure he'd be the first to admit yeah i had the pleasure uh, i'll use that word very lightly of listening to him live many years ago in hyde park um the right. who were on as well and a variety That's of other fantastic. variety of other bands it was an amazing day um it's when alanis yeah. morissette was in her pomp and she actually released her one good album um which was jagged little pill which was great and she was performed as well bob dylan was on and my dad was incredibly jealous and i was like was dreadful he couldn't sing a note <laughs> but uh no nah. this is his lyrics he's, known for his, he's writing he's fantastic at writing lyrics yeah so, to his good songs knock on heaven's door is one of them yeah no fantastic song bob dylan yeah. there he is a poet and he does know it and we're going to talk about poetry and a bit of mental health now so this next one's called drowning without water tell us about this yeah. one this one's a bit of an emotional poem it's quite poignant really it's um like I said earlier on about me dealing with emotions and, and things like mental health, I, I can relate to it completely. And, and for me to purge words onto a piece of paper is, is me, um, it, well, it helps me deal with any sort of emotions like depression. I'm, I'm not depressed now, but I did go through a while back that, you know, I, I was depressed for quite a while and I didn't know why. And this is the kind of poem that I'm sure people in that, that situation can, can relate to. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is another poem by Jay Delaney. This is called Drowning Without Water. Life can be like the darkest ocean, so cold where the light shines dim. Some people feel like they are treading water as they've forgotten how to swim. Just peace is all these people want, but there is never a reprieve. To feel depressed is like drowning without water while those around you breathe. Keep an eye out for these lonely folk, for trust me, they are near. It's not always the quiet ones who are full of dread and fear. Some hide their pain with laughter and always wear a smile. But the dark clouds hit all of us every once in a while. It's important to be supportive of people in this pain. They find it hard to feel the sun when their head is full of rain. Hold their hand, comfort them or simply just be there. Then those who drown without water can come up for some air. That's a gorgeous poem. And uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, there's the bit in there which I know a number of people that I call it clown syndrome. I don't know if that's the official term for it, but they always seem to be happy on the outside. Literally, they've painted their face yeah. like a clown, but on the inside, yeah. really, really struggling. And and that poem kind of has some of that in there. Very true. And I, I think we've all done that at some point in our life. I certainly have. You act the clown, you put a smile on your face and it's a mask you wear. Yeah. And underneath, you're not necessarily feeling that way, but you don't know how to deal with it. What do I do? Am I normal? Am I feeling normal? Why am I feeling like this? That's the kind of person I was going back a while now. And um, my person, like I say, was, was getting it out and putting it onto paper. But a lot of people do read that poem and say, that's me. Yeah. How did you know? Why are you, why are you writing about me? Yeah. Um, because it's, it, it really is relatable, especially at this day, you know, this day and age with lots of things going on in the world. A lot of people after the pandemic dealing with mental health, shut inside for two years. A lot of people certainly struggle with that and come out the other side a little bit different. I, I certainly know a few people that are in a darker place now than they, they ever were. 
I know when, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm a dance teacher and uh, we got closed down. You know, we're partner dancing and you're holding somebody's hand and within one meter of them for three or four minutes. So inevitably during the pandemic, we weren't allowed to operate. And for the first three months or so, I absolutely went into a dark place. I completely lost my my identity. I became a delivery driver for a year, um, which was absolutely fine. I had to pay the bills and I was very fortunate to get a job. Um, But yeah, yeah, a poem like this, I can relate to that myself because um, very f- thankfully my wife dragged me out of it and started saying you need to do stuff and uh, yeah we then started doing things and I, I became again the person that I was before but you also appreciate a lot more um, what you had before I think um, some, something like the pandemic will give us that absolutely absolutely right and it's, it's very important um, to have luckily for your good self and, and I'm the same I've, you know, I've got a, a, a good wife who grounds me Hmm. And, you know, I'm a very laid back chap, as you can see, any more laid back and I'll be led down. <laughs> but um, she does ground me. And I, I used to get in some really, really dark places uh, for various reasons. And I would just take myself away and I'd be quite happy by myself. But you, could, uh, but she knew and she would she was there if I wanted her to be there. But if I wanted to be by myself, just to kick myself out of the, the darkness that I was in. Yeah. Um, you know, she she was always there. And it's, it's very important for people who do feel that way to surround themselves with with a good support network, be that your family, be that your friends. Reach out. Never think you're alone. Um, and that's, that's the kind of thing I'm spreading with these poems. That you're not alone. There's always somebody there that feels the same as you, mm. can help you. Um, even though you're feeling isolated, I used to say, I used to, you know, feel really, I'll be the loneliest man in a crowded room. Is the way I used to describe how I used to feel. Yeah. Which is crazy. But um, that's how I felt on the inside, you see. So it's very important that people who do feel that way do reach out to people. And I'm always here for any of my friends. If any of them listen to this, they know me. They can pick up the phone and, and come to me at any time. I'm no professional in that respect, but I do understand. Often it's just about listening as well, isn't it? You know, now it what, what we've done there is we've listened to one of your poems and no doubt some people really resonate with that and then kind of feel quite emotional about it. And I think sometimes it's important to let those emotions go as well. Quite often what we do is we hold yeah. those emotions in. Um, yeah. But, you know, as the old, good old phrase goes, it's OK for men to cry. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. And it's a generational thing. This is probably why, I mean, I'm 40, 48 um, now uh, but even in my generation growing up you know it wasn't a, a manly thing to not necessarily cry but speak about emotions and that's probably why i struggled a little bit but my dad's generation would have been even worse and my granddad's would have been completely worse well they had the war but didn't the, they so you know you weren't yeah. allowed to show emotion stiff upper lip and all the rest of that yeah. but uh, but um, i mean the good thing about that nowadays especially for men and especially for around about our age you know uh, mm. richard um that it's it's quite a common um age about well, mid 40s i think to sort of mid 50s for, for for gentlemen to um to get depressed and um take their life or anything like that it's, it's the, the numbers are horribly high i i know four people last year wow that did that and it's 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 really sad when you hear such a thing because there are the support networks out there now there's charities to help you know um you can go to your local council for for, for help um but yeah the simple friends and family like you say just a chat sometimes helps yeah get it out and this is what i do with my poems i write them down but it's me purging getting out of myself even if i write down whatever my worry is write it down on a piece of paper put it in a bin you know gone it doesn't get rid of the problem but it does sort of subconsciously help you deal with it manage 
Well, what's amazing with your poems as well is that uh, people can read them. You know, for very amateur poets like myself, um, can't even believe I've used the word poet and myself in that same sentence, but let's move on from that. Um, You know, nobody's going to get to hear the poems that I write normally, um, whereas people actually will get to hear the poems that you write. And, you know, hopefully there's, we've had one book from from you so far. These are, you know, amazing poems so far that we've had, and hopefully there's more books on the way. Um, remind people where they can get your book from. Uh, from Amazon. Yep, they can get it from Amazon. Um, they can get the Kindle and the paper book. Just stick my name into, into Amazon or the book is called From Darkness to Light. Amazing. Have another little break for some adverts. Back with Jace after this. There's Manson Sailor V. We had Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen, another poet, really, isn't he, Jace? He is indeed. Very good one. Yeah. Nearly as good as me. Nearly. Nobody's as good as you, Jace. I was just, <laughs> I just sadly reading one of my own poems and realised, no, nobody's as good as you. <laughs> um, what's the next poem about? It's called Today. Today. Okay, so today, yeah, um, anxiety is a lot more prevalent nowadays than it used to be when I was a kid. I'd never even heard of that word. When I was when I was younger, and uh, sadly it's everywhere now. And people, I say sadly, but at least people, I guess, recognise what it is. So this next poem's called "Today," and just like anybody else, one day you can wake up in you know in a happy mood, and the next day you might not. Um, so this is kind of what that covers with today. Amazing. So this is "Today" by Jace Delaney. Today I got up, but I didn't feel right. I was fine when I went to my bed last night. Why do I feel like my heart is in pain? Would it be okay if I went to sleep again? I feel really funny. I'm not sure what's wrong. Life is like, like in my life's music, there's no words in my song. Like everyone likes me, but I'm feeling quite lost. Yesterday I was summer, today winter frost. This can't be normal. What the fudge is going on? I had to change that word for everybody. Just to let them know. The happiness I felt yesterday seems to have gone. But there's no rhyme or reason. How can this be? I guess that's the price I pay for just being me. Today I got up with a smile on my face. I feel real happy and not in a bad place. What was wrong with me yesterday? I felt really down. I wanted to smile, but woke up with a frown. I must be a weirdo, because that's never right. I'm either happy as sunshine or as lost as the night. Life is good today, as everything's clear. I will go out and socialise, be happy and cheer. People like me being happy. Is that the real me? How will I be feeling tomorrow? I'll have to wait and see lovely so yeah i had to change a couple of words there was a couple of swear words in there um so one of the words was fudge and then but there's no rhyme or reason i changed for another word as well in there so uh, so yeah that's called today and that was by jace delaney amazing poem again jace thank you sir it's, um so yeah what was kind of you've given us some thoughts about that had swearing in it which obviously we didn't say on radio apologies there i am irish but that i mean that aside is like i say I, my poems are as i as they come out yeah uh, so some do I, I didn't think of that when i when i sent it to you to be honest so my apologies there no, that's okay um, but yeah i mean that's just that's just me this is subjective it's reflective that's what would, i would kind of write down what's in my head hmm. to get it out of my head and and that's and that's what that was really so yeah you can you, if, if you want to be a little bit a little bit less irish you don't need to put the fudge words in so yeah we had fudge and hopefully my but there's no rhyme or reason was an, an appropriate change for you it was um, professionally done and yeah i respect that decision 
<laughs> I had to be doing. So what would what advice would you give for anybody that's being an aspiring poet then? Oh, the advice I would give is just simply to have a go. Because I would I had never had any aspirations of being a poet at all. Um but this is my way of like I said before, dealing with my emotions. But but yeah, if you if you think you want to have a go or if you want if you want to see if you can get things out of your head and onto a piece of paper like I do to see if it works for you just have a go you don't have to publish them you don't have to put them online but what the, what i would say to that is just do it because you you can post things online anonymously anonymously nowadays and you know go to certain groups and um you haven't got to put your name to it so have a go get it out there because what i like and what you would as well is to to see what people's views are on what you've written see okay. if they can relate to it and that's what makes you feel it's worth doing and that's why i've got a book out because people like doing what i was doing which to me still to this day is crazy yeah how did but you get the book then because and it's a, it's a long jump from writing stuff in a room to all of a sudden it being published yeah well uh, like i said before i was uh, I'm, I'm a featured poet on the on the uh, a website called poetry for mental health okay and uh, there's lots of poems on there for people that that write poems about any kind of mental health and um the chap who runs it is a chap called robin barrett and he is a published poet and he's an editor of poetry magazines and um he's got lots and lots of books out he, he's a what i would call a professional um and he published it for me on using amazon okay um so he's god bless him he's done that for me but but i would definitely recommend checking out poetry for mental health um and you'll see what i mean if if it it's a really, really good, helpful site, I would say, for anybody with any kind of mental health. You don't even have to have any mental health issues. It's just really good poetry sites. Yeah, anything that can help. People. Anything yeah, that can absolutely. help, isn't it? I, I was listening really to um, to a book about ADHD, and they were saying mm. about medication for that, and they were saying yeah. people often um, bulk at the fact of taking medication for ADHD, and then the people that were chatting about it said, "Well, you wear glasses. Um, why are you wearing glasses?" And like, "Well, my my eyes are slightly not quite right." It's like, "Well, that's yeah. why we take medication for ADHD, for instance." Um, and it's yeah. kind of you know, mental health has been such a stigma over the years. Yeah. Um, um, and I think anything that can help you feel better about yourself is a great okay. thing. Absolutely. Why suffer? If, if anything that can help you, yeah, do it. Reach out. Because um, anything that can help is just going to make your life better. And it would be lovely if everyone just wore a smile that wasn't a mask. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to have another little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about lyrics in songs, which I'm really looking forward to. I've got loads of lyrics, which I think will be amazing. I'll try and get out a couple of these songs as well. So uh, back after this. It's Richard Bowers on here until midday today. On a story to tell, we've had Jace Delaney in and we're talking all about poetry. We're going to very quickly talk about poetry in songs as well. And I've got a couple of my favourite lyrics. I think Jace has a couple too. So I'm going to start off with one of my favourite lyrics, okay, which is from Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Now, interestingly, I listened to this track the other day, the full version of it, with my seven-year-old daughter in the car. And I didn't realise that the general release one now has a verse taken out. Because when it was written in the 80s, it had some words in there which now aren't politically acceptable. So, uh, so yeah, quite interesting. 
just how poetry can how poetry can change have a look at the lyrics of the original version but the bit that i love in it um is in the second versing it is all now the third verse um and that is um and he's up there what's that hawaiian noises he's banging on the bongos like a chimpanzee and i've never heard (laughs) lyrics like that before um in anything else it's just i just think it's fantastic i can imagine what he's doing yeah, it's a beautiful 80s for you, look. They had a lovely time back then. <laughs> Everything went back then. What about yourself? What have you got for us? Um, okay, I've got, I've got one. It's a sad one. Um, it's quite a sad tune. It's, it's um, by Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. Um, okay, so it goes, Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? Would it be the same if I saw you in heaven? So that's just the first verse of it but he, he lost his son and um clearly he's doing here what i kind of do he's he's trying to deal with his emotions but he put that into a song it's a beautiful song it but it's very sad if you look into the meaning behind it but it just goes to show the power of words it does we're, we're actually going to hear that song next which uh, i'm really looking forward to listening to haven't heard that song for years and it, it is a beautiful song um changing it up slightly so here's my other one this is from newton faulkner who i have huge amount of time for he's a fantastic lyricist and player saw him live yeah. brilliant guitarist as well um and this is from his second album and it's the chorus of it and he says but if i had one chance to freeze time and stand still and soak in everything i'd choose right now and again just yeah. that three word or three lines just really simple yeah. um but yeah always gets me that bit always yeah, gets me powerful yeah really good any others for us uh okay i've got another one yep uh like a moth on love's bright light i will get burned each and every night i'm dying too the sun will shine the bottom line i follow you and where's that from that's from depeche mode believe it or not is it really Yep, a synth pop band from the 80s who like industrial bangings going on. <laughs> it's, it's from a song called The Bottom Line, but I think that's just a great, yeah, a great verse. Yeah, and it's always interesting. We we spoke about analysing things earlier, and mm-hmm. you know, very fortunately, I can talk to you today and find out what this part meant in your poem, and that's been really fascinating too. So thank you for your time today. Um, you well, know, for a lot of people, I, I remember a, 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 another 80s, we're back in the 80s here, Nick Kershaw, he wrote a track called The Riddle. And over the years, people have always said to him, what was it about? And he's always, <laughs> he's never said what it's about, but he, I think he did re- reveal it recently that it was just a load of jargon. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never yeah. been so disappointed in my life. Made but, him uh, a lot of money. It just sounds good. It's like the reflex, Duran Duran, same yeah. sort of thing. It's just a lot of gibberish, but it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. Na, 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 which just they like had me. in the reflex. Well, we're going to have a little listen to uh, Tears in Heaven, and then we're back. It's quick fire round time for Jace right after this track. It's Richard Beverson here until midday today. It's quick fire round for Jace. Have you enjoyed today, Jace? I've loved it, mate. Thank you very much for inviting me in. No, it's been. Do you know? It's, I do lots of oh, different I'm... subjects on uh, on a story to tell, and poetry has been one of my favourites. It really has. Ah, so um, fantastic. So yeah, I've loved it. Right, quick fire round for those that don't know. Ooh. These are questions that Jace doesn't get access to. He doesn't know what they are except for the first one, which is now quite famous in the radio bath world, and that is, what is your favourite ice cream? uh chocolate chocolate any particular type has it got chunks in it 
Anything yes, else? Yes, the more chocolate, the better, really. Okay. Chocolate Tri- all over the place. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Good. Are you tidy or messy? I would say tidy. The wife would say messy. Messy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you <laughs> love or hate roller coasters? Love. Love them. Do you have a favourite roller coaster? Well, I haven't been for years, but there was a Saw ride. I think mm. it was Saw Park. Thor Park. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying, um, but brilliant. It is a brilliant ride. It is probably one of my favourite rides at Thorpe Park, actually. It's that bit where you almost go backwards as you go up the saw. That's the bit that, that, yeah, I just, I close my eyes at that stage. There we go. Right, going very deep now. Do you hang your toilet roll over the top or behind the back? You're now picturing your your bathroom, aren't you? I can tell. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, over the top. Once again, the wife would kill me if I didn't. Very particular. Very particular. It is the right way. We we have discussed previously on this show that uh, there is a patent that uh, it should be done over the top. So uh, so yeah, for a variety of reasons. Right. Okay. Do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or from the cupboard? Cupboard. Cupboard. You're having to think about it again. Yeah. Well, Go on. Yeah, because well, if it's in the fridge, I'll take it out and eat it from there. But um, I wouldn't put it in the fridge. But my wife does. Yeah. Okay. So we have the same scenario in our house, but the other way around. And I prefer it from the fridge. Um, I'll right. eat it from the cupboard, but it's for me not quite so nice. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. If ever I've got some chocolate, I don't want my wife to have. I always put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope she's not listening. Uh, she may be. You never know. Uh, do you make your bed in the morning? Mm, no, because no. I get up very early. Okay. Um, very, very early, and my wife's still in bed when I get up. Fair enough. What do you call very early, then? Uh, about half past two, three o'clock, oh, normally. That's, that's not very early. That's that's very late from the previous night. <laughs> it's, it's midnight, yeah. I'm just mad. I, I have a pain condition in my legs, and I, I don't get to sleep much at night. Oh. So I, I get up very early, and okay. so... No, I don't make the bed. No, no, I, I probably wouldn't make the bed at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would, but, but um, yeah, no, she likes to do that. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, depending on what time you've got up, what is your favourite breakfast? Favourite breakfast would be toast with lots of butter. The, the bread and butter ratio should be the same. Lots of butter. Okay, lots of butter. Are you a white bread, brown bread, half and half? Where, where are you going with your bread? We have half and half, but if I was to pick, it would be white and thick. White and like me. <laughs> Fair I wouldn't possibly say that. Um, <laughs> do you know, I, I had my birthday on uh, on Sunday, and uh, my, my wife did Sunday. say, "Thank you." My wife did say to me, "What would you like for breakfast?" And I was like, "Damn!" I ask this question every single week on my show, and I generally didn't know what my favourite breakfast was. So, uh, so yeah, I d- didn't know the answer myself. I ended up having a. I'm vegetarian, so I ended up having a vegetarian cooked breakfast. Oh, there we go. Um, what nice. is your go-to? If you had to do it, your go-to karaoke song? Crikey! I know. It would probably be um bank robber by the clash okay and the follow-up question to that is always will you give us a quick rendition of it now you don't have to by the way daddy was a bank robber but he never hurt nobody he just loved to live that way and he loved to take your money very good thank you for stepping up to that have you ever just just on that very quickly have you ever done like your poetry live to an audience or anything like that no i'm not really into that kind of thing but uh, speaking about songs i have written about three or four songs have you just as as written them as songs i wouldn't know about the music side of things which i would i'm informed by the wife i have dutifully performed coming back from the pub sometimes okay i'm sure she's got some videos of that somewhere so god help me if that ever comes out but um 
yeah well i one of the other things that i also do is I, <laughs> I do also write music as well so maybe send me over your poems and i'll i'll put them to a song if you like Really? Oh, well, yeah, look at that. Yeah. We're going to be rich, you and I. There I hope Gabriel's go. listening to this. There we go. That is the moment that our lives change, just like that. Right, your favourite TV programme or film? Oh, favourite TV programme. Oh, goodness me. Well, I'll feed the same pet I love. It's one from the 80s, that. We seem to be um, doing I'll a lot in the, the 80s today, don't we? I'm stuck there. I should not. <laughs> I'm still there. But that that is a TV show I, I really, really liked. And film, I'll, eclectic tastes, but Good fellas, or the Warriors. Okay. Mm, good films, good films. I'm actually watching a film um, in the middle of it that was recommended to me about six months ago, and I'm finally getting around to watching it, which is called Shutter Island, which I'm still only Very halfway good. through. So, uh, so yeah, it's oh, that's good. Slightly bizarre film, but I'm only halfway through. Don't mm. tell me anything else. Right, two, quest- two no. questions to go then, Jace. If you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would you be and why? I'd be a cat because I love cats. The cat is the classic answer. It really we is. We have four. Katie and I don't have children, you see, so our cats are our children. Fair so, enough. without a doubt, I'd be a cat because they sleep all day and eat and go out playing. Fantastic. Yeah. I'd be that. Our cat has got very much into defending its territory at the moment. It's almost on a um, nightly basis we go outside and hear cats fighting, and it's just him in our garden saying, All the other cats can just go away. Yeah. In cat language, that is. But your last uh, question then, Jace, on a story to tell today. Where is your happy place? My happy place is in my home with my wife and my cats. Ah, what a lovely answer that is. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. And um, remind everybody where they can get your book from and what it's called. That little known small bookshop called Amazon um, on Kindle and on paperback. Um, yes, please do buy and please let me know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody does want to get in contact with Jace, uh, email me in a studio at radiobath.com and I'm sure I can pass the message on. Thank you so much for being on A Story to Tell today, Chase. Been amazing. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure, uh, sir. Thank you. We will see you again very, very soon. Take care.